Hey everybody, it's Jay Braun. How's everybody doing out there? Um, we just recorded this episode two nights ago. It's our first podcast interview done entirely online. Anyway, uh, we rushed this one out for you, which is why we don't have our usual uh, quarantine check-in with Tony, Ted, and myself. But we will all be checking in with you again shortly. In the meantime, please do enjoy this fresh, brand new episode, uh, first of its kind from a suggested donation. Everybody take care. We'll be talking to you soon. And thanks, as always, to Trekkle. T-R-E-K-E-L-L. One K and two L's. One K double L. Order my, my brush set. I think it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Order the Tony Cerni limited edition brush set from Trekkle using code SD20 for a 10% discount. Once again, use promo code SD20 at checkout. Wait, is that what you're having for dinner, Ted? Uh, I had dinner at like four because I didn't eat lunch. Oh, nice. Is that, that a sourdough? Good. Is that sourdough, Ted? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that sounds great. I got my starter and I've been like taking care of it, but I put it in the fridge because I wasn't going to make any bread this week. You're uh, following the trend. Everybody's making sourdough. Everybody. Apparently. It's an amazing thing right now that everybody, because of the whole lockdown, the idea of people getting like I've talked to people and they're like yeast is so hard to find, but you know, people who have a starter, they're like, I have no problems. I have a starter, but it's amazing what everybody's finding as like a new craft mm-hmm. or something to occupy the time and bread and, and cooking at home is, is like a, such a big thing right now. It's kind of amazing, but Ted's been doing it for a long time. Right. Ted? I'm so annoyed by it because I've been <laughs> like, uh, now I can't buy flour anywhere. Oh my I mean, gosh. I grind Is my own really flour bad? mostly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. And um, now it I seems mean, like you're just, you're just on the trend where actually it's like you've been, you're, you're like really a sourdough. I've been in the game for a long time. Ted was doing it before it was cool. <laughs> That's great. My obsession has been um, gardening and weeding, trying to get every weed out of the entire yard. So that's, I'm so like wait. out there every day for like an hour and I'm like, I, I can keep it all under control of about an hour a day of work. Is that something you're doing recently or is that something you've been into for a long time? We bought the house a year ago and we got really into the garden last summer and put in a bunch of bunch of new plants. But um, Peter's really going all out with um, vegetables and stuff this summer. We, we built like three new, so we have five raised beds now and we're, we're going to town. So you that's know, been really fun. Work, uh, um, with John DeMartin, what, what art are you doing? Nothing. I was like, oh yeah, so you're not doing anything right now, but what are you going to do? He's like, no. He goes, I set up for next year. So even when I'm not gardening, I'm setting up the thing for next year. He and threw it, it all away to garden. Oh, no, is that what no, you're no, going to do, no. Zoe? No. You're going to leave it all behind? <laughs> no, this. no. It's just the my like... The glamour of painting. It's my version of the, of the sourdough. Like I get to be outside. <laughs> I get to like do something that feels productive and has it's like... It's your this COVID impediment. hobby? Yeah, it's my, it's my like COVID, you know, what else am I going to be doing besides, you know... <laughs> Make my little environment feel nice. Is but it changing of, much for you or is it pretty much just same as usual? A lot of artists are like, we've been like isolate social distancing our whole lives. Uh, it's been, it, the, the thing that's been really different is I started this online class, which I had never done before. And that's kind of, it's like become, I have like 250 students and it's like wow. kind of taken over my life. Um, so like preparing these weekly lectures has um, become this big focus for just this kind of two month period. Uh, is it like a painting class or is it more like art history? It's more theory based, but we're kind of analyzing historical paintings and looking at multiple figure composition. And then that was the first month. And now we're kind of going into the second month where we're developing our own multiple figure compositions. You don't it's have two hundred. It's a Zoom lecture and I have a mod, Peter, my partner is moderating. So I actually have 
200 people on you have Zoom 200 call. people at the, <laughs> on the call yeah oh my god <laughs> it's insane but it's, so it takes just a tremendous amount of preparation to like put this together every friday um so How, that's kind of taken over the that's like completely changed the focus you know right now but are you doing it once a week fridays once a week mm -hmm. wow. and then they're doing projects that they're kind of posting and and getting feedback on as well and how long of a block of time are you usually allocating to the 250 people? That is a <laughs> the, lot of people. The, it's, cra it's crazy. I was expecting to get like 30. Uh, <laughs> and it was like... 30 is the, like... Yeah, I was like, oh, I could like teach it, you know, more than I normally would, you know, just in my studio. Um, and then, yeah, people kept signing up. So then I, now I have four TAs who are helping give feedback. Uh, it's like, and I, get, and I got a tech person, like it's become a whole thing. It's taking, I'm now painting, you know, nine hours or 12 hours a week instead of, you know, 50. You mean <laughs> on your own stuff? Of my own stuff. Um, although like the last two days, so the, the second part of the course, we're developing our own multiple figure compositions. And I spent the last two days kind of starting to plan out my own next two paintings. Um, and I'm going to kind of use those to kind of show the process of how I'm doing that and thinking about things. Are so that was actually really useful to, so I was kind of sketching in the house in my sketchbook. Um, for Are they large scale paintings that you have planned or sort of medium or everything in between? I'm wanting to paint everything life-sized. You so, work big, right? Yeah, I mean, so they're all general. like, yeah, and I'm, and I'm wanting to do these like big groups of figures. So they're, they're, they're going big, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've had the pleasure to see your painting of, um, in Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, the wedding the, one. The wedding one. It was a beautiful, beautiful painting. I was just, and I, I, and I know you did a lecture uh, there about it and I was so sad to miss it. And by the way, thank you for coming on to the podcast in this like crazy. This is weird though. We're gonna like, I still wanna sit down at some point face to face. Yes. This is not a substitute. What do you got on? <laughs> All right, time's oh, yeah. up. <laughs> All right, it's, time, it's time to go check the potatoes which are grilling in the in the oven but but i told peter to, to manage them so i yeah i like started dinner and he's taking over while we're while we're chatting how are how are you guys doing with the are things different for you or are you guys kind of in the same so like, different the same so different. yeah, yeah we're both like you're in not able to go back boats. to new york yeah, yeah. we're uh take, doing a lot of uh child care that uh you know it seems school days so much are harder rough. On the yeah. people who have kids right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's tough. And, and you know, and I, I'm glad to hear that you're even painting because I've, I've, I've heard the, the two extremes where it's like, oh, there's somebody who's painting a lot. And then there's people like myself who aren't, aren't painting at all. Uh -huh. because I have now I have to take care of a lot you're of stuff. Home, you're now a homeschooling. Teacher. <laughs> I'm doing all that stuff. So it's either the two extremes yeah. and nothing like there's no normalcy in it, it, it at, at all. So there isn't any like middle ground. Huh. It's either you have all the time in the world to do all the things you've wanted to do plus a hobby. And then I'm not able to do the thing that I've, you know, dedicated my life, you know, up to this point, you know, at least for this short amount of time, hopefully short amount of time. So I can't do that. And I'm yeah. in that boat. Ted's somewhere in the middle, actually, now that I... I mean, really, the closest I'm getting to painting is uh, I'm teaching at the at the GCA. And mm -hmm. I do, um, basically, I just, I'm doing a demo. I'm, I'm painting a painting that I kind of want to paint because okay. I'm hoping that, like, I don't know, it'll be interesting to somebody, <laughs> at least if I, like that's when I get to be in my studio painting because otherwise uh, so you're doing that, you know, for them as a, as a demo for, for one of their classes, but making it an online thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of walking through cause I'm, I'm making up paintings and so blank canvas. And so, you know, it's, it's totally open and develop something else from them. I felt like the, the zoom format was much better for giving I don't, I don't know, kind of more theoretical, kind of bigger picture ideas rather than, you know, like learning to paint from observation, like you have to be there with the model. Like For sure, yeah. <laughs> are you normally teaching somewhere regularly or are you do, just doing kind of like workshop? I was just running um, a series of like five workshops um, out of my studio over the course of the whole year um, and then doing like a couple traveling ones. So like seven, seven workshops for the year. Yeah. Um, and then those all got canceled and I was, yeah. you know, the, went, Oh my gosh, you know, where's all that income going to come from? Yeah. And then put this, and then, and then there's people 250 online. people and I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I understand why people do online teaching now. I never had any interest in this, 
this makes sense. Like, are you showing your screen to people and you're drawing on the screen? Or are you doing, do you know what I mean? Like, there's, I've, I've seen so yeah, many different it's, it's like an hour long lecture where I'm screen sharing um, and kind of looking at, sli at slides of other people's paintings and some of my own and kind of talking through kind of a different theme each week. Um, like how time is used in painting or how pictorial space is used in these multiple figure compositions or how, um, you know, repeating angles are happening and the shapes that you find and, you know, that are kind of anchoring these, um, these historical compositions, things like that. Um, and then I'm doing a little demo um, for the second half of like how I am analyzing the painting. Time, that's a fascinating I, subject to get into for painting. Yeah, yeah. Looking at like what, like what moment of a narrative are people, are these painters showing or like paintings that show kind of multiple stages of the same, of the same story, you know, kind of either repeating figures directly on the same painting or kind of having hints towards other parts of the, of the narrative. Um, you know, kind of a, like a pregnant moment where you can see what happened before and what's about to happen next. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of fun to think through. Where are you right now? You're, I know, I, I know you've moved around, but you, are you in Colorado? Yeah, in Fort Collins. Oh, you're in Fort Collins. Okay. Yep. So yeah, bought a house last year, kind of settling in here for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where, can you uh, uh, tell us kind of your, a little bit of your history? I, I did um, the Juliet's, um, oh, Juliet Aristides right. Atelier. Yeah, so I did the four-year Atelier. And then I got a master's degree after that at Laguna College of Art and Design. So you were up at Juliet's, which is up in um, in um, in Seattle. Oh, Seattle, I'm sorry, Seattle, mm -hmm. and then Laguna's down in California, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, so when you were, up are you in from Juli Seattle? No, from Colorado. I'm from no. Boulder, so I traveled around for about ten years, studying in all these different places, and then um, ended up back here. So what brought you to Juliet's? What was you know, prior to that, was it classical painting or something to do working from life or something? Yeah, I, I went to a Waldorf school, so I did a bunch of kind of drawing and painting as a kid. Um, and my fantasy was to like be, you know, working as an assistant in Raphael's studio, you know, in the <laughs> 1500s. Um, and I didn't realize that that existed. Uh, so I, you know, I, when I was in high school, I was taking art classes and I knew I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't know like at all what that meant or how to go about that. Um, and I wasn't very well advised. I ended up going to kind of a small liberal arts college for a year and a half and then um, dropped out uh, and moved to Seattle. And it was just kind of fortuitous that my, my godmother's housemate um, had been taking classes at Gage and knew of Juliet's program. Um, and I was like, I went and lived with them for that semester um, and kind of just tried out what it was like to be taking art classes full time because that was what I really wanted to be doing. Um, Did you drop out of college because the art program was so horrible? There wasn't really the the one art painting teacher was on sabbatical, so like the librarian was teaching painting. You, you were know? you were the art program. <laughs> there was it was very very limited. Um, but I got, I, and I got really depressed my second year of college. So it was kind of, I, I think I wasn't able to just make the decision to like, to, to drop out. Like that was so momentous. And I, I don't know, it, looking back on it, the way I kind of think about it is that it felt like my body sort of had to like shut down uh, for me to feel like it was, and my parents to feel like it was okay for me to say, this is really isn't working. Uh, and so then I, I had a similar thing in college and yeah. I really? left after two years. Uh -huh. I wound up transferring to uh, film school, but it was the like small liberal arts school. And it, I, I think I was, you know, I, I wasn't going to make it. Uh -huh. <laughs> were you able to just like make the decision and tell your parents like, I'm, I'm dropping out and doing something different? Or were, did you have to like... I tried uh, to drop out first and they were like, you're on your own if you want to do that. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got so, my like, I like shut down so like completely and and things were so grim that my parents were like it's fine if you want to go to Seattle <laughs> live with your godmother take art classes that's great like you'll be okay <laughs> um, so that's one way to do the transition not I, I wouldn't recommend it but um. did you know that a, a place like Gage or what Juliet was was is and was teaching did you know that existed or was that something you were like, oh my God, what is all this? Then yeah, I had no so idea. I had no idea that it existed. And, and actually the first, so I went out there and the first day 
um, that I was going to go, I was just taking kind of general classes at Gage, which is the kind of bigger little, you know, the bigger small school that, that Juliette's Atelier is um, kind of incorporated in, um, into. And it, there was a snow day the first day. So I arrived and like classes were all canceled. There was like, you know, there was like an inch of snow on the ground and I'm from Colorado. So I like showed up for school. Um, <laughs> but everything was canceled except there was like half of Juliet's program yep, had shown up and they still had a model. And so I, they like let me come in and paint with them that first day. And I had no idea about her program even. And so I just like came in and the, you know, they had a model and there were some like really great students there at the time who were in there, you know, last year, um, like, um, Joshua Langstaff and Tania Sims and I just like oh, saw their like fourth year pa paintings and I was like what is this place <laughs> like this is like this is the you know 13 year old fantasy that I had of, get of getting to kind of go back in time and, and learn these skills. Um, There's such a similarity in that sort of epiphany that people are like and it's the same thing and as soon as they see it something clicks in them that says this is right. Everything exactly. about this is right, even if they had no idea that something like that existed. And there's this like, I don't know, we're why, you know, there's just some people who are wired for that. And as soon as they see it, they're like, I now have to do this. I have zero choice but to go that way. Uh, yeah, and it was so clear at that point. It wasn't a decision that I had to think, of, you know, it just was like, oh, I'm here. This is exactly, this is exactly it. This is everything I want to be doing. And I just, I loved that program. Like I had yeah. such a, I don't know, such a great experience getting to spend four years there and doing that. What was the program there? Is it like cast drawing and then moving on to the figure and. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, the first year. So it, it, for it's four years, or at least when I was there, I think it might've changed a bit, but it was um, the figure every morning, um, a full year of drawing, um, and, and then so it'd be casts and master copies and stuff in the morning, and then um, in the afternoon and figure in the in the morning, and then a full year of grisaille painting, again casts and master copies, and then figure, and then um, slowly moving into color, and then the fourth year with like a warm cool palette, and then the fourth year you start kind of developing your own body of work a little bit. So what got you to go down to Laguna? It, it's definitely different than what was going on up in Seattle. In yeah, it was a couple things. Um, partly it was practical, but it was um, like I had a high school diploma and I was able to, <laughs> in two years, go from a high school diploma to a master's degree. Like I was able, they were able to make an equivalence for me and I like skipped undergraduate. <laughs> it just magicked so, you. <laughs> so, so, I, so I like have a master's degree, which is kind of, you know, and I, and I felt like that would kind of open some doors and just be a good backup. My parents were also happy to have me yeah. have, have a degree. Um, but um, but it was also that I went into the atelier program knowing that I really wanted those skills, but I didn't necessarily want to be doing that type of work forever. Um, and so I felt like the there was this utility style. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be a classical realist. I was yeah. just wanting those skills um, and that the idea was to gain those skills and then be able to like go off into the world and do whatever you <laughs> wanted with them was sort of how it was phrased. But the doing whatever you want with them part is like, its own whole thing. Um, and I, and, and having some more kind of, um, a more kind of conceptual side um, and other input ended up being just tremendously helpful. Um, and, and kind of breaking up that one, cause you know, I had one voice in my head of just Juliet for four years um, mm -hmm. and having just a whole bunch of other voices come in, sort of let her be part of the chorus of voices who all influence how I'm thinking about things, but not the kind of only voice. Um, so it was, it was really helpful. I, I was, you know, glad that I did it. And, and I went into it wanting my work to change and wanting it to shift and wanting to kind of move, push forward into the next thing, um, and try and figure out what it was that I was going to do with those skills. So was it something that you knew you were going to change or was it seemed to, it seemed to happen, you're finding your voice relatively fast. I felt like going to graduate school accelerated that process like tremendously. That just moved things through so much more quickly than they would have on my own. Um, so that was one of the real benefits, I think. One of the ways I, I, I was going into Laguna thinking that I had kind of learned how to paint. Um, 
you know, going through four years of an atelier, like, okay, yeah. I know I have these skills. I know how to paint. Um, but that then I was like military out, boot camp of like <laughs> art. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that the question was going to be, what do I paint? And I was going to be thinking about using those skills that I had learned and just thinking more about kind of the ideas of, of like what, I, what subjects and thinking about kind of multiple figures and wanting to make these more complicated paintings. Um, like I had always admired from those, you know, kind of Renaissance um, compositions. I think in the atelier, I was just all in on it. Like I had no yeah. doubts. I was just, you know, we, and we were just looking at Renaissance and Baroque um, work and, you know, up through the, you know, um, kind of you know, 19th, 19th century. century. Yeah. But, and then um, it all ends. <laughs> and then it's just over. Um, but then when I got to, to school, what ended up actually being interesting to me was not so much... Um, Kind of what to paint but it was actually changing how i paint and thinking about this kind of idea that like how the paintings are built actually conveys meaning that that painting in that style of of you know this kind of classical realist style um it felt like it was it was conveying this meaning that actually didn't feel like it resonated for me um and and i kind of changed i i, start, I took a class about time and painting and, and thinking about how the process of the painting could actually be kind of on the surface, uh, could, could be kind of part of the painting. And, and I set up these problems for myself where I would be, like I was painting my tabaret um, that had all my painting gear on it and it was moving every day. Um, so I was sort of, and so I was painting from that and it made me paint in, in a, with a different approach. Um, you know, I couldn't do what I had learned where I, you know, yeah. I would plan out a perfect, I would, you know, do a whole drawing and then transfer it and then do an underpainting and then paint section by section. Um, yeah, I was painting something that was changing every day. So I had to just go at it and, and let things shift and leave parts of it and um, kind of find the whole composition as I went. And that process of like solving all of the problems at once, like was really engaging for me. Um, and that has kind of carried through. And thinking and realizing that I'm just much more interested in the formal aspects than I am in the kind of conceptual, like, um, you know, paint, uh, painting in that specific style and then painting these, you know, kind of uh, conceptual ideas or something. I'm much more in, in, interested in having the ideas be kind of built into the structure of how the painting is made. Um, so like the process, the, the work is very much about the process of it being made. Yeah, about like finding, like going into the painting with a question and trying to kind of answer that on the surface and, and discover something um, rather than having something all pre-planned and then executing it. Um, You're almost like surprised <laughs> every like few hours in, in the course of the painting. But so many people get fixated on just like, like learning those skills is so, it's so difficult and so compelling and, and exciting that you could spend the rest of your life just yeah. learning those skills more and more and more yeah, yeah. deeply. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of folks get kind of stuck um, coming out of those programs and, and don't ever shift. Like it just goes kind of um, further and further or kind of gets very limited. Um, I feel like those skills have been just completely invaluable to me and everything I'm doing is built on, on that skill for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm just, I'm just kind of wishing that the programs I don't know that, that there was more, I don't know, rather than sort of giving the skills and then sort of setting people free, um, that there was, that there was, that that next step was also kind of given the same level of, um, of attention of how, how do we develop those, what comes next and how do we, how do we put these skills to work and yeah. what, what is our, what is the, you know, what is it that we're most interested in and, and kind of some more kind of guidance, um, you know, in, in that direction. I, I've thought about that a lot. Um, mm. in the, in, you know, and, and one of the things that I find difficult is at that point, you're talking about somebody's life experiences up to that point in their life to start making their way into, um, you know, their pictures or something. And that's kind of hard sometimes to teach, uh, well, you're this type of person, you should be doing this. And it's like, who am I to say, say that? So there is this point where, I don't know, like Ted, I'd love to hear your opinion on this is when there is this point that the people we've taught, when we do like say, okay, you're, you're on your own. It's like, I'd love to spend more time, but it's like, I, it's kind of in your, the balls in your court now to start adding the things that I don't know. And I'll never know. The, the whole, like the, the whole atelier kind of, thing this the sort of the system it's it's 
it's very hard to find the time and the space to have people like just go off in their own direction. And I think that's, that's like the hardest, like, cause you got to, you know, model posing every month and there's like, they're like infinities of things to talk about just yeah. with that. Like, and, oh, yeah. and that's, that's, I think, in my opinion, that's a worthy lifelong pursuit. If, if that's truly and deeply somebody's passion, if you, you know, just painting a, a person and trying to capture something really essential about that person. If that does it for you, then you should spend your entire life doing that. And I think there are people who that's, that's them and that's great. But the problem is with the, you know, one month poses and whatever, whatever, two weeks, whatever it is, you just, you finish one, you learn from it. And then you do another and then you finish that and then you do another. And, and it's just you, creating this feedback loop is what you're really learning from. Mm-hmm. And then to find the space to just paint a multi-figure. I, I wish that I saw, and I'm definitely not the person for this, but the, the more people doing multi-figures coming out of the atelier, because you learn how to paint the figure, you learn structure, you learn anatomy, you learn perspective. You can put it together, and some people do. But, but you learn, you're right. like I, f- I feel like I spent four years learning how to paint a single object under a single light source. Um, right. And that was it. And that is like incredibly difficult. And you could spend a lifetime learning how to do that better and better. But yeah. there's so much more to what painting can be. And, and I was just, I was grateful to have that experience after, like to have spent, I, I, and I don't think they can happen maybe at the same time, but to spend the four years learning those skills and just, just doing those, the, just yeah. figure time, but then afterwards to actually have some real um, guidance and direction about how to develop the work and bring in other ideas and look at other artists and, and kind of broaden the experience, I think, um, I don't know that they can happen at the same time. I think yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's like part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think like it, it almost like maybe the way to do it or a way to do it. I, I think I've seen a few people have success with this, you know, coming out of the GCA is kind of they get out and just start trying to work and they can still kind of come back and talk to like everybody who's teaching there and get there's no formal anything but it's like a mentorship a, a mm-hmm. little bit and you just explore the things you want and always come back you know to to get feedback but you know and have conversations about it i think that that's another for me like just talking to other artists is the best way to sort of figure out understand and process what what you're doing and and what they're doing and be inspired by new ideas. When you started really doing your paintings, you know, like when you were like, okay, I'm just going to start exploring. Let's just mm-hmm. say, because I think, you know, probably what you were doing in the past, I know that I'm very proud of things that I did that I probably wouldn't do again, but I'm proud I went through it and I look at them fondly. How are you starting to experiment with the paint? Because it does seem that now your paintings are at the point where it feels to me as, as a fan that I'm like, oh, she's experimenting with the paint. Like she's letting, like you were saying, the process is part of the is is the art is part of the art now. Yeah, I think I was starting to look at some other um, some other painters whose work I was really liking, and I was kind of and trying to figure out like what are they what are they doing? Like what process are they using that's getting that really different result? Um, and what are they thinking about and who are they looking at um, to make yeah. that happen? Um, so I think I was introduced to a lot of different, um, a lot more artists in graduate school than I had seen before, uh, you know, just all sorts of different work, um, which was just really helpful to kind of expand things out a little bit. Um, but I got excited by people like Ann Gale and Susan Lickman and um, uh, yeah, where there's kind of these, that, that sense of process and a different sense of space and the paint isn't, you know, isn't put on as a, um, you know, with an underpainting and a drawing and, and all perfectly kind of render that things are kind of, yeah. the, the paint is put on over time in these sort of found flatter shapes, um, but it's still observational painting um, and kind of just interested in, in what that, 
and it felt much more kind of contemporary and kind of engaged in our modern world and, and not denying the existence of modernism. It felt like it was coming out of modernism, but also observational and representational yeah. and um, really felt. And um, I just got kind of really excited by, by some of those. And then thinking about, you know, okay, so they're looking at like Cezanne and, and looking at these and Mirandi and these kind of modern, modern painters and, and getting much more excited and go, at going back and kind of thinking through what that, what that's about. What, so how you, does the, how do your paintings like develop? So it, it, like, how would you, like, it seems to me then that you're like, if you're not necessarily planning things out and things are sort of happening, how do you, how do you start a painting? Especially the bigger ones. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, so they're, it's a they're, big blank canvas. I know. <laughs> I, every, like each painting is sort of leading to the next and I don't have like a set I, I don't know if I've ever used the same exact process on one from one painting to the next. It sort of shifts every time and, and the things that worked kind of continue on and the things that didn't work um, get set aside. Um, you but like the, the type rope. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the really big ones I am, I am doing more pre-planning. So the, the kind of like the wedding painting, um, I did kind of um, color poster studies for um, and kind of, you know, planned out um, a lot more. Um, so I am doing these kind of color, little gouache color studies for the for the larger paintings and trying to kind of come up with my composition and, and the arrangement of the figures before I start. But then things ah. shift a whole lot and I still let things change and I like move figures in and out and change the whole value relationships yeah. and um, add in a different, you know, a different building in the background and, and the whole thing kind of shifts a bunch. And is it, are you just like kind of almost like just doodling to, to start out and like work out the composition or like, are you having models in? Like, how does that work? How do you? I've been starting by um, sketching, um, you know, in my sketchbook, like looking at kind of historical paintings or, and kind of then coming up with my own um, compositions based on those. Um, so I start mm -hmm. working from my imagination um, and then thinking about how those figures are gonna interact with the space um, so thinking about the kind of environment that people are in at the same time that I'm thinking about the poses, I feel like I want the, it to be about kind of the whole painting and the whole painted space rather than kind of figures arranged and then a, and a, a background as kind of a backdrop or something. Um, as an afterthought, it feels like it all needs to be really integrated. Um, and then I'm doing color studies and then I've been working from photos. So I've been, I've been taking, uh, I've been then posing friends and family into, into these um, arrangements you know that I had so you have them all come in together to the Separate, studio and, often oh. separately yeah I was just reading about the raft of the Medusa that he he like he, he painted each figure to finish one at a time and had it's all friends and family and and Delacroix, Delacroix come in and just pose yeah, yeah. Uh, and they all just like posed he paint them in have them go and then they hit the next one and somehow like it became that great painting well, it's well, it's great. Like he, did, I mean, he did a lot of studies for that too though he like there's like all these versions changed where he's radically like, though yeah it, it, like, like there's versions where there's like cannibalism and versions you yeah, know, it's like all bit. of these yeah. different things are i've also um, seen you um open up your palette too so mm -hmm. you know um you're doing bigger uh brighter high higher chroma colors now and mixing those with each thing i feel like i've been wanting to question like what is what came out of the academic training and what is actually mine? And to to question that, I have to like try the opposite thing, um, and then it actually feels like, and then I can kind of own it. So I like while I was in the atelier, I like did everything I was told, and I like I was not rebellious in any way. I was all in, which I think is really smart. By the way, I think that's important. I think you learn the most when you just yeah. totally get dive into it. Um, there were some other students who were like trying to rebel like, in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, stop being not... an artist. It's not the time to be an artist. Stop no, it. you just, just dive in. Um, yeah. But then afterwards, I have tried to do everything I was told not to do. Um, and some <laughs> of that has, some of that has, yeah, and as I said, from each painting to the next, uh, some things will stick and some things will be set aside. And, I'll, and now I actually believe the things that I actually believe, um, not from being told them, but from having experienced them. And I think I just needed to have that process. So while I was, again, while I was in graduate school, you know, one of the teachers was like, why are you, you know, why are all of your paintings so neutral? You know, everything is kind of in these cool, neutral, you know, grays. And, and I was like, oh, I just love that palette. And then I'm like, well, actually, that was kind of the palette I was trained to use was a, a real earth tone palette. Um, 
so I tried kind of setting up these problems for myself. Like I, I made these still life paintings where I was using colored construction paper so that nothing was neutral. So it was like a pink backdrop with a you know blue tabletop um, so that I would you're finally forcing make it, yourself like you're forcing myself, yourself to. Yeah. How do I make a colorful painting? Because I thought I was making colorful paintings. My, you know, my my shadows are really warm, and my <laughs> you know lights are really cool. Uh, there's so much color in there. Um, but actually, having pink and green, you know, that then there was nothing neutral in the environment to paint. So kind of forcing myself to to adjust that. And now, and and then I've also kind of, um, you know, I had that really neutral palette. So th then I've tried doing a palette that's just all cadmiums and, and all chromatic yeah. colors that I'm then mixing my neutrals from um, to make those those kind of a little bit more specific. And but then now I'm adding the now I'm adding you know some neutrals back onto the yeah. palette. And I, I'm actually moving a bit more back towards the neutrals. I think um, <laughs> but the really chromatic ones are feeling a bit uh, garish to me at the moment. Um, well, you back know, on them. <laughs> what's, what's crazy? What's Those grays, they never get old. They never get I, old. I do love <laughs> neutrals. Um, but They're I like, feel come like back. We, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're here for you whenever, whenever you're ready. But here. now I, I feel like it's, um, I don't know, that I've expanded my language and that there's like ways that I can use color that I couldn't, um, you know, five years ago when I didn't, hadn't done these experiments. And yeah, yeah. I think it all just sort of adds in. Well, let me ask you this. When you were going down that road and you're like, all right, I'm going to do these big colorful paintings, that doesn't happen overnight. And all of a sudden your first painting is like, yeah, it worked. I'm sure the first bunch were like, all right, that didn't quite work. Did you allow yourself, you know? I've sort of like, I, I think, and maybe it's from the atelier training where we would spend so long on everything that we would just like do it until it worked. Like I would, you know, we would have these 40 hour figure poses. So even my first year figure drawings yeah. are like not bad, you know, the, even the, even the early ones, I just spent long enough to actually, you know, until I got, got it. Um, and I think that sort of has carried through where I've, I've tried to make everything work. And there's certainly, there's a few yeah. paintings that I've, you know, ditched and repaint and painted over, but most of the paintings I've just sort of done until they're kind of a, a workable thing and they've gone off into the world. And um, I've just, and I, you know, some, some of them I look back on and I don't think they're as strong as others. And I think I've, I'm like, each one is like something that I'm kind of learning from and is progressing me on to the next painting. And I always think that the next one is going to be the like really great one. <laughs> um, but that, but that those experimentations and those problems, that problem solving is my work. Um, that's become the thing that is actually leading me from one thing to the next and that I'm really excited by. So I'm not doing, you know, that construction thing, paper thing. Um, wasn't just an exercise it, they were actual paintings that felt like my paintings not this type of uncomfortable being <laughs> what we're in the current situation <laughs> but that idea of being uncomfortable is a good thing mm -hmm. and i've always i'm trying to say that to myself more with art yeah and i, I guess i like i want my whole career to be that way like i want to keep experimenting and keep kind of investigating things and um I don't know that that is what feels really exciting about it is to get to be trying these new things and that that's not like something that happens before you make your paintings. That's what like making paintings is about. It's about kind of finding these new problems, um, you know, and new things you want to try out. Do, I mean, do you guys feel that way when you're like working on a new, you know, even if it's like another seascape, Ted, you know, do you still <laughs> feel like, like, oh, this one is going to be, you know, I'm going to try out this aspect or this, this new idea with it. Yeah. I mean, they're all informed by the work I do in the summer actually on the beach or in the fall. Um, and I, I, every time I go there, there's so much that I feel I didn't understand. And then I'm all of a sudden I'm seeing it clearly now. And then I can't wait to try and in the studio, you know, have enough like space to play around with how to describe what I'm seeing in paint and how to, you know, cause in a plein air is just, isn't enough. Um, you can't layer and you can't like, I don't know, pull out like a squeegee or something and start painting with that. Just finding different ways to apply the paint, to play around with it, to describe something new. It's, I don't, I, I find it, these tiny little variables fascinating and that every time I finish one, I'm, I can't wait to get to the next one. So are you starting with an idea and, and then 
you're having people come in and, and. Yeah. I'm starting with um, kind of conceptual, you know, sketches and, and coming up with a plan first and then posing people into those poses. But then I am, I am using photo references. Um, but it's, it starts with an idea. Like it yeah. just. That has felt really important. I did. I've done some where I was just starting with, um, you know, uh, even Paint some people. Well, <laughs> well, like even do, doing like Google image searches and like and or just starting with some photos that I had and trying to piece them together, like just kind of taking photos, you know, and starting with the composition idea. I think has been really that's something I now believe in that I have to I have to kind of plan it out and then pose people into that idea um, that feels really important um right now what's inspiring some of your ideas is it something there where you're just out observing real life is it something that you might see in a movie or is it something that's just like when i'm alone in my head these are images i kind of come up with like almost everything is just coming out of historical painting. Like I have no, none historical of my paintings. Ideas. I have no <laughs> ideas. And the way it's interesting, the way Ted, you were talking about kind of going back to the beach and, and getting new information every year. Um, like I feel like I've been going to museums kind of once a year um, or, you know, or twice a year and, and kind of trying to go, go to these great museums. And, and each time I'm going, there's like a new question that I'm, I'm asking and new things that I'm figuring out. And, you know, one time I've gone and I, I'm looking at like, you know, the structure of anatomy. And then the next time I've gone, it's like, oh my gosh, how is color working? And then the next time right. I go, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, wait, but what about the whole space of the canvas? Like, how is the whole composition happening? Um, so I feel like each time I go, there's like a new, a new thing that I'm pulling out from it. Are you going like to the same museums? Are you going, do you target, you plan a trip around Veronese or? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I'm doing like, I'm doing the grand tour of Europe on a very, very slow scale where I go to one country at a time uh, <laughs> every year or two um, yeah. and spend like a month there. Um, so I've just, so I've, I've been, I spent like four months in Paris and I spent a month in Berlin a couple of summers ago and three weeks in Spain and um, I've you know, gone to England a few times. So I'm, I'm like, I'm going to all the major museums slowly, slowly. And you're sketching while you're there. Mm -hmm. Do you like know like anatomy? Like I'm going to Paris and. <laughs> no, it's usually I'm like, I think there sometimes I like, I'll be in the middle of a, of a painting and I'll be then trying to solve the problem that I'm having with that painting and looking at other paintings and how they're like, Oh, that maybe that's the solution to it. Like, Oh, maybe if I, you know, maybe if the space is actually flatter, that would that would solve the problem I'm having. Or, oh, maybe I need to add a figure, you know, a, another figure who's facing into the painting, you know, rather than all of the fa figures, fa you know, facing out towards the viewer. Like maybe that will solve this problem. Um, so I'm kind of like seeing things and, and trying to solve it. Um, or I'm like seeing things in the paintings that I'm really excited to try. Like I want to try a painting where all of it's so weird the way historical paintings, all of the figures repeat each other's gestures in these really strange ways that make them relating to each other. They make them, it makes the whole painting feel related and, and um, how, can a, I make it? Harmony in that, yeah. I just see multiple areas of harmony in different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm learning to like try some of those things out. Like, can <laughs> yeah, I make a painting yeah. where people are all weirdly repeating each other's <laughs> gestures? Let's take like, a test yeah. run on this guy. <laughs> You know, or like, oh, and then there's also this aspect of these kind of color pathways that are happening through the painting. Like, can I make a painting where I have this blue, you know, blue, 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 yeah. and then yellow, yellow happening? And <laughs> like, how can I, I don't know, kind of take, taking apart these these bits of how the paintings are, are made and, and things that I want to try out in my own paintings, I guess. Um, are you in your problem solving? Is that like an act? I, I find increasingly like for my paintings, I, I spend more and more time sitting looking at them and trying to problem solve than I ever did before. And uh, it's it increasingly it's it's all like internal the problem solving. And then once I've devised a solution, I'll go and, and take it. But is yours more active? It sounds like maybe it is your problem solving. <laughs> I'm letting a lot of it happen on the surface. And that's why the surfaces are getting kind of crusty and layered and weird. And I'm just sort of letting that happen. But there is some definitely a lot of looking time. And the way I've been thinking about it is that each time I'm going in and, and doing what I think is going to be the actually the best solution to the problem. Um, and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Like if I take this figure out and move them over a little bit, that will solve it. And I'll go in and I make that happen. Um, and then, you know, I come back 
the next day and it's like, oh, actually, if I, if I just darken this shape over next to the figure, that will solve the problem. And so I do that. And so each time I'm really trying to get to it, but um, it seems that I'm getting better solutions if over time that my first thought is not is never my best thought. And it just Have takes you ever me a thought while. of like a, a just doing video art now and just having like one painting that you work on for like 20 years and that's like <laughs> the video of that, the time lapse? Is the thing? <laughs> when I was in, in school, I did make one video project where I was like looking at, I, I love those William Kentridge um, drawings where things are actually moving. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I did make one painting where things are shifting a, yeah, and kind of making sort of a little narrative. And I'm just, and I was going to go from like the white canvas and then have it end with it being all white again but i took <laughs> it out and actually <laughs> as a painting when you started teaching did it start influencing your work at all is yeah no i think it did i think um so I, i'm teaching about the things that i'm in the middle of discovering um which makes it really alive rather than teaching, teaching. the kind of um you know how i was taught to paint how has it Go affected ahead. you tony when, with teaching i think it's it was a be, uh, it, it definitely um, a lot because it, it's, it's that thing where um, to, to be able to teach something, you really have to mean it, you know, mm -hmm. because, or something that even is kind of a natural thing that I might be able to do and it's hard to describe is sometimes not quite as powerful as the same natural thing that you can do, but now you know why you do it. You know, and sometimes when you know why you can't do something, you can kind of do, you can figure out how to do it. A lot of art is problem solving. It's just like, yeah, I just got to figure out how to do this thing I want to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you could teach that, then you become a better problem solver, which then leads to hopefully making better art. <laughs> I was going to ask, so what, like, what sort of things you're reading that are kind of informing your, your ideas? Um... What am I reading? I just read uh, the big de Kooning book by Elderfield, which I really loved. I've, I've like gotten really excited about de Kooning in the last uh, year or so. Yeah. <laughs> Were um, you ever before or is this like a totally new thing for you? I think I've gotten more excited lately. Yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, when I was, you know, in the atelier, I was not interested at all. And I think I've, I've um, my interests have just gotten broader and broader. Um, so I've gotten really excited about, the, about, about de Kooning um, and kind of enjoying Cecily Brown's work as well. Mm -hmm. um, these kind of like flattened space is just, and like the paint again, that kind of sense of process and the paint being right on the surface. And then I, I was obsessed with this, the um, William Dunning changing images of pictorial space. I keep talking about this book, but- I don't know um, which one, who's that? It, I, I I don't I, I don't really know too much about him, but he's a or he, at least he was um, I think he was teaching in Washington State somewhere. But it's just a book that's kind of looking at the history of painting and how space was used. Um, so uh, and kind of looking at kind of earlier paintings with these kind of more flattened space, and then all the way to contemporary work with um, again kind of this flatter space, um, and just getting excited about I don't know that I had learned in the atelier how to make how to make space happen, how to do really clear space, um, but that actually I'm kind of excited by these, by these stranger approaches to space yeah. and that that's kind of been influencing how I've been working with um, kind of confusing the read of the painting so that things are kind of parsed out over time. They're not right all there on the surface yeah. um, and that the space is a little harder. It's a little flatter. It's a little harder to navigate through. I, I've always been interested in something similar um, one is because of my my background in graffiti and it being this like very shape based thing that mm. um yeah was, your paintings are really graphic you have such clear edges and and colors and yeah they which I really they, like uh, it's funny because lately i've been looking at a lot more uh, graphic design mm -hmm. and really really simplified shapes mm. and not saying i want to do that but i'm i'm kind of fascinated by these really kind of weird flat shapes that are bumping up against each other and how that, um, I don't know, I'm just sort of just taking it in. I'm not saying it's going to influence or it's going to be a new path, but I'm just like, huh. I'm not denying the fact that I'm just, um, I'll look at something and I'll sort of make a note to myself or copy paste it if it's on my phone or something. <laughs> but it seems helpful to just like make note of the things that you like, like what are you visually kind of keying into and, and kind of excited by and, that, that kind of makes sense with your work, I think. 
I mean, for fun, and it's something that probably why I've even asked you about, like, how do you go about experimenting and stuff like that is, is that idea that there might be paintings I do that I'm doing just because I want to purely ex uh, experiment and see what this thing is. That's I, how I approach every painting. Yeah. <laughs> And, and for me, what's happened is I'll, I'll try, I'll try that. And then sometimes it's like, oh, okay, well, I learned something from that. And, yeah. you know, not, I'm actually not that interested in that. Or it's like, or, you know, the, or it's, oh, wow, no, this is, this is a whole thing. This is super interesting. And it, that's so exciting. And I, I don't, I think you have to, I don't know, kind of find the things that get you the most excited, you know, in, in your work. For me, I think I, I get really excited by that. Hey, Zoe, I've, I'm a big fan of your work. I'm a big uh, fan yeah, of both you guys. I was, I've been looking at your work since, you know, since I was in the atelier. Uh, where can people find, um, where's your, your Friday class or do you want to put a cap on it? Because there's 250 people, it's a little too no, much. No, no, everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome. Um, it's yeah, on, on my, Zoom, the more the merrier. <laughs> exactly. It's like once you're doing it online, you may as well. That's like, seems yeah. like the one benefit is you can scale up. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's on my website, uh, zoefrank.com, and that class is in the teaching section. You'll find it easily. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty easy hey. to find on the <laughs> in general. Out there on the infra webs. Yes. Um, thanks so much for doing this. But I, this doesn't, like, we still have to record sometime face-to-face because -face uh, it's not the same. Um, uh, but thanks for, for you know, for joining us and hopefully the potatoes aren't burned. <laughs> no, the potatoes are burned. And, and, and I'm uh, also looking forward to your garden, photos of yes. your garden. <laughs> lush no, paintings of your garden. I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing all summer long is painting out in the backyard. Yeah, I'm doing nice. my whole grapevine, life-sized. It's like 20 feet. Wow. Awesome. It's great. That's With awesome. people? No, just the grapevine. Just the grapevine. Yeah, Why would yeah. you want people getting in the way of a nice grapevine? Exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> well, first hey. buds have just emerged two days ago. Uh, this was like breaking news. I came like running in to. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, very excited. <laughs> awesome. It is exciting. It's I was light. painting. I was painting on it all summer last summer, and then it, you know, I like, and then I decided I needed to paint the whole thing, and so I've been just waiting for it to come back to life, um, so I get out there again. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Well, again, this well, is a place. You, this is thank a placeholder. <laughs> this is a placeholder for uh, when we get to all get together. And uh, I know we really, really look forward to seeing all our friends face to face. Oh, really me too. So be safe. <laughs> yeah, time, I'll be in touch when I'm next time I'm in New York and see if you guys are around. It would be that'd be great. It'd awesome. be great to actually look connect in person. It. Yeah, for sure. And thank you everybody right. for listening, and we'll all see you very soon. Take all care, right, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Cheers. That was fun. <laughs> All right. I